Hello and welcome to In Defense of a Movie Podcast. It's time for some jury duty. Jury duty! How's it going, Aaron? I'm good, and how are you doing? Doing good, man. It's good to be back in the recording booth. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I, we were uh, uh, in Portland this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was a ton of fun. We uh, we explored, we hiked, we ate, we walked, we did everything. <laughs> Watched movies. Yeah, we saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we watched Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two very different movies. (laughs) Yeah, very, very different. Um, I guess, real quick, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, let's start with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, Um, I overall enjoyed it and thought it was was an absolute blast of a movie. I just love the dynamic between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Like they just they have real good on-screen chemistry, and yep. uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, about it is just they showed them in their daily lives, like doing their daily things, and they made them. He made the characters like so relatable in that sense. And yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I uh, I really enjoyed that. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I really really enjoyed it. Um, this is uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, if you count Kill Bill as like one movie, volumes one and yeah. two. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like he just knocked it out of the park. Um, uh, my wife was with us, obviously, and uh, it, uh, we, all three of us just, I thought we just loved it. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of movies in classic Tarantino style where it's kind of slow paced and it goes along, it goes along, it goes along, and then there's a certain point where it just like, <laughs> blows your hair back and you're yeah. just like oh my god um so yeah the ending of this film is absolutely stunning mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. crazy and absolutely worth it so yeah um yeah no i love the the acting the performances were out of this world uh i love the cinematography yeah. um and if you're into feet there's a lot of feet in this film <laughs> quentin tarantino's kind of famous for yeah. that but holy smokes um yeah, and just seeing, you know, just that seeing Los Angeles and Hollywood area, Burbank yeah. and all that in like the, you know, 69. Mm-hmm. It was so cool, man. It just had a cool vibe to it. The, it was very musical. Like there, there was mm-hmm. uh, music kind of carried the entire film. Yeah. I love Brad Pitt's dog. <laughs> oh, so cool. Oh, one thing I would suggest, though, uh, for any of those who haven't... Uh, seen it yet i definitely would suggest to read up on the kind of like the maybe like a, like just a brief summary of the the manson charles manson kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh, also the whole thing revolving around sharon tate yeah because that's kind of the subtext of the film the backdrop is of course leonardo dicaprio he's this actor and he's he's um kind of struggling he's feeling washed up um but there's these, yeah, there's like an A plot and a B plot, and they are very, very different from each other, but mm-hmm. the way they intertangle is unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was great. You know, it kind of, it, it felt very indulgent, but that's kind of what I, you know, expect from Tarantino and what I kind of yeah, mm-hmm. appreciate about him. So, um, just letting actors be actors, and that was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. If you had to give it a rating, Aaron, what would you give it? <laughs> oh, uh, I would give it five. Oh, I can't remember. Pitbulls. Five pitbulls. 
out of five pit bulls. <laughs> nice. I would give it uh, 10 toes out of 10 toes. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, let's... Uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend that. It uh, it's not for it's not for the kids, that's for sure. But it's a terrific nope. film. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, we uh, saw a very different film. Uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and <laughs> Shaw. Yeah, from if the you're director. Looking, of, yeah. Oh, what a wild so, movie. Yeah, <laughs> from the director of Deadpool two uh, and Atomic Blonde, mm. um, and he is actually a producer on the first John Wick. So that's kind of cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, David Leach. Um, so this movie stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson and mm-hmm. um, uh, old Baldy. What's his name? Why can't I have Jason <laughs> Dwayne Statham? The Rock Johnson. <laughs> oh, the other Baldy. <laughs> Idris Elba and Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you think of this thing, man? Uh, it was, Like I said, wild ride there. It was um, from start to finish, you were just kind of laughing and Mm -hmm. cheering and kind of hollering at how ridiculous the movie was because uh yeah like just their stunts their fight scenes like everything that goes on is just absolutely like mayhem yeah it is probably is probably the most uh probably the dumbest film i've seen in a long time (laughs) but it is so fun it is very fun this movie inspired me to rewatch the Fast and the Furious franchise because I was curious how they went from uh, the first film, how the heck it became whatever this was. <laughs> um, so yeah, me and my wife, we started. We we're on. We're gonna watch Tokyo Drift, I think, tonight. But, okay. So you um, watched the first two already, then? We watched the first two, and I gotta tell yeah. you, they are so under. Like they seem so quaint now after yeah. watching Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, especially the first one, it's such a simple, compact little piece of piece of movie. Oh, yeah. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's hard to believe that it even became a franchise based on that first film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, uh, Hobbs and Shaw uh, is essentially, I don't know. Dwayne Johnson has essentially hijacked the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Um. And speaking of indulgent, man, I feel like this is this. I feel like this movie is very, very indulgent for The Rock in terms of yeah. you know. Isn't there? It wasn't there something going on between uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock, like where they had some sort of beef or something like that. Yeah, from what I understand, they couldn't even be on the set at the same time uh, wow. during the Fast and Furious movies. They used stand-ins and stuff like that just so they didn't even have to look each other in the eyes. Holy um, smokes. Yeah, because I think what happened was, uh, because Vin Diesel essentially owns the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Essentially owns the rights to it. So to have The Rock step in and hijack it and mm-hmm. kind of, um, I see how that didn't sit well with him, especially, and, and I kind of have mixed feelings about it too, because, um, this was all right around the time that Paul Walker passed away too, that all this transition yeah, was happening. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. And it seems, in my opinion, it kind of seems in bad taste that where the franchise was and what it's always been about and, you know, this core group of characters and then to have The Rock come in and put his his stamp on everything. Mm. I gotta admit, I am kind of in like the Vin Diesel camp on this one. Yeah, I I I uh, I think I'm with you on this one. I mean, we see enough Rock movies, like 
You know, now he's taken over Jumanji. He's done all this stuff, and you've seen one Rock movie. You kind of seen them all. Yeah, and and he he's made himself a brand. He's you know he's got all he's got his hands in all these different things. I think he just like purchased Voss Water now, so he owns water. Oh wow! He has a tequila company. He does like headphones, his workout apparel. Oh um, yeah, he does so much stuff. But yeah, all his movies are basically just like. An already done concept, but then starring The Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's not to say I don't enjoy his films and get a kick out of them, and I, I do enjoy him as a person. Like I follow him on Instagram, and I, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, I think he's pretty inspiring uh, for the most part. Um, Insanely but, smart businessman. Yes, and probably the hardest working celebrity in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this particular movie the backdrop of it does kind of make me feel a little weird just because mm. of what happened. And after, especially after watching the first two, like, yeah. uh, because there's no room for, for Dwayne Johnson's character in those first two films. They're very, yeah. the first one's surprisingly serious. And the second oh, one is surprisingly, serious. yeah. And the second one's surprisingly funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's because but, of what's his name? Um, Who's the other guy that co-stars with Paul Walker in the second one? Oh, in the second one? Oh, uh, Tyrese Gibson. Uh, yes, he he is hilarious in that movie. He is, yeah, I actually forgot how funny he is in that film. He's, he's actually, hilarious. He, he's funny throughout all of them, and I love when they make fun of him. It's so funny. And they got Ludacris in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, so man. So I heard Ludacris was supposed to replace Ja Rule, because Ja Rule's in the first one, and I guess, I don't know what happened. But yeah, oh, ludicrous. I but w- what I what I'm wondering, and maybe you know this, is ludicrous a direct replacement of Jaw Rule, or is he another character that they just added in? <laughs> I should know this after just watching them, but I actually don't. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I didn't follow that at all. Maybe I should look. Um, this is like this I, is like my <laughs> biggest question in the Fast and Furious uh, universe. So if someone knows, let us know. You know, I didn't think so because the second one takes place in Florida. Okay. And the first one takes place in L.A. <clears throat> so I was under the impression that it was its own thing. Yeah. Okay, that would make but, sense. But the second one, um, it's interesting because the second movie is all about um, Brian, uh, Paul Walker's character, essentially having to clear his name after what he did in the first movie, mm-hmm. which is yeah. let Dominic Toretto go. So it it is a very... Um, uh, everything in that movie jams for me. Like it, it makes sense. It, it's it's a really good yeah. film. I feel like the second one is actually probably the most underrated of the series, to oh, be honest. Really, I think uh, Tokyo Drift is the most underrated. Oh really? Well, I've always liked Tokyo Drift. Yeah. I just um, yeah. I, I, oh I feel really? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I it's it's a maybe pretty good Tokyo ride. Drift is the best one. I think so, but it's an it's an, it's an interesting case study to watch them from the very beginning, um, okay. because I think after Tokyo Drift is when they rebooted it, did like a soft reboot, and made it all about like um, secret agents and stuff. So, oh yeah, know. yeah. Okay, we're in a rabbit hole right now. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Trailing it's, off into into Fast and Furious, like we could probably do an, an episode on the franchise. Yeah, yeah, but um, on the whole, uh, did you enjoy Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, I did enjoy it. It yeah. was fun. Like I said, you're you're hooting and hollering and cheering for things to happen. 
there were so many WTF moments. It's hard to even <laughs> count. Like, yeah. it was it was essentially like watching a cartoon. It was so stupid and so yeah. dumb, but so entertaining. Yes. And of course, it's making like a buttload of money at the box office. So of course. So it's working. And obviously, there's going to be another one. So And the rock is just going to keep on trucking. And what's interesting, though, is Vin Diesel uh, has announced that the next Fast and Furious movie comes out in 2020. Yeah. Um, and then apparently, there's another one coming out in 2021. So they're doing like a two-part kind of wrap-up to the main core franchise. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, holy smokes. So if you like Fast and Furious, uh, get ready to... <laughs> Get ready for as much more of it as you can possibly manage. How long do you think it's going to be until they make a, like a throwback one to the first movie where it's just more serious and more about like cars and people and like relationships? <laughs> Less about like about family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Less about family and uh, and things blowing up and jumping across like abs- <laughs> caverns like and yeah caverns and whatnot. endless runways and yeah yeah <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for like fast and furious goes to space like you know like oh man that would be awesome surface of the moon drag racing I don't know <laughs> <laughs> racing rockets yeah they're gonna go back in time and like yeah. it'll be the Soviets versus the Americans and they'll like help build the rocket <laughs> to shoot themselves into space they're gonna have to go back in time and build a transmission that can like save the world in the future or something I don't know yeah you know what I will say about these movies though even though we give them kind of a hard time and call them um, ridiculous but there's just something so refreshing about watching a movie where nothing has to make sense and it's just mm-hmm. like absolute mayhem because there's not a, there's not enough of this and so it's nice to see no. that there's just this goofy like mm-hmm. absolutely like, insane movie that's like topping box offices right now yeah there's an honesty to them that is is hard to put your finger on but when you watch it you get the sense that they're not trying to make uh something realistic they they Mm -hmm. they lay this foundation right out of the gate that you're you know to put you in a certain mood um yeah and yeah it's it's honestly like watching cartoons and and i get a kick Mm -hmm. out of it so yeah Um, like gi joe yeah we yeah. kept comparing. We kept comparing it to GI Joe. Watching it, not GI yeah, Joe like the movie, but the cartoon, right? Yeah, it's very GI Joe esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, um, oh yeah, and last night, uh, not last night. Well, whenever we're recording this, I went and saw. I finally went and saw The Lion King. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? I uh, didn't love it. I'm gonna be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. Neither did I. Yeah, the entire time I just kept thinking, man, this really makes me want to watch the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I just thought like it just didn't translate well. I thought no. that Aladdin going to a live action translated well because it was like humans and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when you tr- when you take like animals that are normally a cartoon and stuff, um, you you can you can you could be a little bit like different. You can stretch things. You can make it seem like. Um, you know, like how they have that whole, uh, oh, I just can't wait to be King song. And they do that whole sequence in the in the movie. Yeah. And then yeah. you can't recreate that in a CGI, like live action. Um, and I'm doing air quotes for live action. Um, you know? Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, they do the choice they make in this film is to essentially 
do photorealism to the point where the animals don't even、uh, have facial expressions other than、mm-hmm. what an actual animal would have. Yeah.、Um, which I feel like flies in the face of any, everything Disney's done ever.、Um, Which is interesting. Aaron, this is probably the most cynical thing I'll say on this podcast, but、okay. I feel like Lion King was like the perfect representation of everything that Disney has done in the past like five years, six years, where it looks great, it sounds great, you know, everything looks beautiful, the cast is amazing, but there's something kind of soulless about it and something、yeah. kind of just flat about it. Yeah. And that, and that- that's like. Their whole catalog's like that for me right now.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Honestly, the, the photorealism is absolutely impressive. The animals look real, like it's insane. But the choice they made to not let them overly emote or,、um, you know,、uh, mm-hmm. exaggerate their expressions, it totally murdered it for me.、Yeah. It just felt so strange. And As a result, some of the voice acting, especially the child voice actors, it was so off to me. It just、yeah. didn't work at all. I did not like,、uh, like Simba's child's, like his, his, the voice. Did, it's not that the voice acting was bad, it just didn't seem like it fit. No, and、sense. even the way it was recorded, it didn't, it, the voice didn't seem to even s- sit in the environment. It just felt like a studio, like really dry track. It was、yeah. the strangest thing, man. Yeah,、and、I then, thought so too. And、uh, yeah, John Oliver, his voice sounded like it was in a different place. And I don't know if, like, if you closed your eyes, you would just imagine a bunch of actors in a studio. You didn't really feel like、mm-hmm. you were in the movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know. Beautiful movie,、uh, really impressive. And of course, you know,、uh, you got the Hans Zimmer score in there. You have James Earl Jones doing his voice.、Um, mm-hmm. A lot of nostalgia, but all the nostalgia in the world couldn't inject some emotion into this film. Do you want to know something weird? Is when I first heard that they were redoing,、uh, when they were remaking this movie and they got James Earl Jones to do Mufasa again, I was like, oh, that's really cool. They went to、uh, like a whole, like, a, like they keep some things original. But、yeah. watching the movie, I was like, I kind of wish that they did someone different.、Uh, because、Me、like this is, this is a completely different take on a, on a movie. And so, why would you get the same guy? Like, why wouldn't you grab some, like, get someone new to do it, you know? Yeah, I agree, because even some of his line delivery, I like, well, I think all of his line delivery I liked better in the cartoon. It had more panache、mm-hmm. to it, it was bigger.、Yeah. So, even watching this, yeah, it was so frustrating. Honestly, if I hadn't seen the cartoon before,、um, this movie would have been super dry and kind of floppy to me. Yeah.、Um, But having seen the cartoon, every single line that kept coming up, I just kept comparing it to the cartoon and it just、yeah. took me right out of it. You yeah.、Know? Yeah.、Um, I liked Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, though. I yeah, think that he, that he was... did a good job. And、uh, I thought Beyonce as Nala, adult Nala, was great too. Like, there was some good voice acting.、Um, yeah. What did you、I、think thought... of,、uh, what's his name?、Uh, Donald Glover? Yeah, no, I thought he did good. I mean,. I didn't mind him at all, but again, the voice just、um, didn't mesh up with this adult、mm-hmm. lion because the lion's face isn't moving like it should. It's just,、yeah. 
it's it's photorealism to a point where it it didn't it, it didn't work. Yeah, you might as I, well have just subtitled them at that point. I would have preferred that they got Matthew Broderick back for Simba rather than Jer- James Earl Jones for uh, Mufasa. I just yeah, like why why did they? I'll ne- I don't understand the logic. I think it's just the marketing mm-hmm. department yeah. or nostalgia. Oh yeah, probably yeah. Where they're like, okay, let's bring back Mufasa, the iconic Mufasa voice, but let's not bring back anybody else. Well, I thought it was because Mufasa's role is relatively small. So it's like, if you're going to keep something the same, why not do it with the person who has literally one of the smallest roles in the movie? Yeah. But. It's interesting, man. I uh, I don't know what Disney's up to, but uh, <laughs> I, I've been following a lot of this stuff quite closely. Um What's interesting to me is that there's a new Star Wars movie coming out in like, I don't know, four months or something like that, and, mm-hmm. and nobody's talking about it. No one I know is really, like, interested. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I feel like Disney's kind of in trouble right now, but um, only critically, because Lion King's still making a ton of money at the box office, so yeah. Um, regardless how I felt, I, I, I think the, the money's still there, so it's, it's mm. I don't know, it's, it's really well, that's weird a, stuff. We're back to this whole issue where that's the problem is they're not going to get better as long as the money is continuously there, and so yeah. uh, prepare yourselves for a lot of mediocre movies. It's interesting. It doesn't seem like Disney's really making um, super iconic material right now. They're just kind of yeah. resting on the laurels of the past here. Yeah. <sighs> well, we have definitely gone into a rabbit hole about some other stuff here. Yeah, I know. Um, that's okay. That's what we got. That's what, we got a track. We got a track back on here, and uh, that's what that's what the jury duty is about, man. We can just ramble. There's <laughs> <and laughs> no rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess with that, should we announce what we what the next episode coming out is? Yes, but I just want to do one quick piece of housekeeping. Okay. Um, we now have a subreddit. Um, oh yes. And the subreddit is I D O Movie Podcast. So I D O Movie Podcast. Um, stop on by. This is going to be the main place to sort of uh, discuss the episodes mm-hmm. um, in sort of a more public forumy kind of way, and of course make um, episode suggestions because we get, we do get a lot of um, episode suggestions of different movies. Um, But it's always nice to have them in one place where people can talk about them and weigh in and everything like that. So we really want to get that discussion going. So um, that's up and running. And, of course, just another reminder about our Instagram as well, which is In Defense of Movie Podcast. So you can stop by there, check out our stories and everything else. And that leads us into our next announcement. Mm -hmm. um, as we mentioned on the last jury duty, we had been on break. So when this, uh, when does this come out? This will come out on Wednesday, and so the next episode, the weekend after, or the week after that, is going to be 10,000 BC. Woo, woo! That one's in the can. That one's ready yeah. to rock. Now we're gonna do something cool uh, moving forward, though, is that we are going to start pitting movies against them, and yeah. you all get to vote on which movie we tackle yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Aaron, would you like to announce the two movies that are going to be going head-to-head in the, in the so, polls? So we have two movies by M. Night Shyamalan. Did I say yeah. that right? I, I can never remember if I say his name. Sha, Sha, M. Night Shyamalan. 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 Shyamalan? 
Shyamalan. Okay, okay. I feel like I should know this, being like an Indi- a person of Indian descent, but uh, please forgive me. Um, okay, so we got The Happening, and... Yeah. And... The Last Airbender. Oh, man. Two very iconic movies in their own way. Okay. What are you hoping for, Dan? What am I hoping for? Yeah, what are you hoping that wins? I feel like The Last Airbender would be interesting. Yeah, um, I want The Last Airbender, too. Because, Aaron, you mentioned that you've been actually watching the cartoon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I want it to, to win, because, yeah, I've been re-watching the cartoon there. And, so I, I, and my plan was to watch the movie as soon as I finished the cartoon. So this would work See, perfectly for me, guys. And I'd be watching it having not watched the cartoon. So my opinion is going to be very... Uh, focused on like the actual movie standing alone mm-hmm. <laughs> without yeah. context at all. So that might be very interesting, but the happening is pretty bonkers as well. Mm-hmm. And it is. I, I, I remember not hating it, so that would be fun too. Um, yeah. So this poll is going to go live. Um, by the time you listen to this episode, this poll will already be live. We're going to have this poll on our Instagram, on our mm-hmm. Twitter, and I'm also going to make a post about it on our subreddit. So yeah. we're going to be collecting votes from those three different platforms. Um, and then we're going to announce which episode we're going to tackle next. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anything, Aaron? No, I think that's it. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, so we're really excited about next week's episode, 10,000 BC. Yeah, um, I think you guys will really like it. Yeah, we get into some pretty interesting stuff. We talk about historical inaccuracies and in movies mm-hmm. and how different views on that. We talk about ancient civilizations. Um, of course, it's a Roland Emmerich movie, so we talk a lot about um, his catalog and kind of the, some of the things he's done. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think this I think this uh, polls thing is going to be really really cool um, because it kind of lets you guys decide our fate a little bit and. Um, it, it, it's pushing us in a direction where we eventually want to do like viewing parties and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how we want to grow the podcast is to get more people involved and in actually watching these along with us and uh, and uh, that kind of stuff. So we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, um, just before we wrap up, Aaron, uh, what would you rate Hobbs and Shaw real quick? Oh, uh, I would give it uh, five flying rocks out of seven <laughs> flying Jason Straithams. Perfect. And what would you give Lion King? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I would give it one, one like, baby Simba's roar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been Jury Duty. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.